Welcome, everyone, to the Friday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am your host, Tyler Crawley, and it's been a busy week, and today is no different. We are going to be starting with the big number, I would say, of Thursday was the GDP number, because that's the overall economy. And everything's impacted by what's happening in the overall economy. And I got to say, it was surprising. It was a good surprise. It was a very good surprise, especially after a disappointing third quarter. The economy came roaring back to end 2021 on almost a 40-year high. So real gross domestic product increased at an annual rate of 6.9% in the fourth quarter. That is following an increase of just 2.3% in Q3. Economists had projected a smaller jump of 5.5%. So beating expectations, especially when you're talking about GDP, always something that you want to see. But here's where it really was great. Thanks to the fourth quarter and the 6.9% growth, real GDP saw growth that we have not seen since 1984. Real GDP increased 5.7% for the year, and that's, of course, following the 3.4% decline that we saw in 2020. Economists had projected a slightly higher growth rate of 6% for 2021. So I know you're thinking, Tyler, how's that possible? How how was that the yearly number? Well, once again, the third quarter was disappointing. So a lot of the estimates that we saw at the beginning of the year thought that we were going to have a much better Q3. And so that kind of puts some unfortunate downward pressure on the overall growth rate. But come on, 1984, it's almost 40 years. We will take it. Now, of course, it wasn't all good news because with a hot economy comes price hikes. And those were also higher than expected. The GDP price index reported a 6.9% increase, while economists had only projected a 6% increase. And the PCE price index was up 6.5% in the fourth quarter. The PCE, excluding food and energy, was at 4.9%. So what caused this? Well, consumption. That's what causes prices to go up. Well, I mean, obviously, money supply has a factor in all of this as well. But the more people that are buying and the fewer items that you have, thanks to this broken supply chain, prices are going up. Consumption increased 3.3%, and that was really mostly services. They were up 4.7%, and goods was only up 0.5%, probably because you couldn't find goods. (laughs) Like, you can't really... I mean, that's been one of the biggest shocks of 2021 is, I should say, or even the ending of 2020, is how many people were buying goods, how many goods were being sold. We thought there was going to be this just absolute cratering of goods in this country and, you know, factories were shutting down, you know, because of COVID as well. But everyone thought that consumption was going to just fall off a cliff and instead it actually increased. And so services are finally kind of coming back, but yeah, goods just really kind of can't go anywhere, especially with the supply chain and the state that it is in. And of course this is a real estate podcast. So from a real estate perspective, spending on residential fell 0.8%. That's after a 7.7% decline in Q3 and an 11.7% decline in Q2. In fact, residential real estate was a drag on GDP pulling 0.03 off the final number. 
I mean, that just shows you what is happening with home building. It's why inventory levels are the lowest we've ever seen. Builders can't finish homes. I mean, this is nuts. I mean, we're looking at 20% year-over-year home price appreciation. Demand has never been stronger for homes. And we're seeing decline in spending on residential real estate. Why? They can't complete projects. That's the big problem. And it continues to show up in data report after report after report. Now, overall, this was a very good report, as stated by Neil Irwin over at Axios, saying, quote, the numbers show just how far the economy came toward recovery in 2021, even with all the challenges that stood in the way of a full reopening. So, yes, sure, there's things in the report that we can criticize. Prices, obviously a big issue. But overall, fastest growth since 1984. That's what you want to see, especially after what happened in 2020. Now, speaking of disappointing things, pending home sales. We did get some data earlier this week on new, no, yeah, new pending new home sales. There we go. That's what I'm trying to get to. New home pending sales or pending new home sales. That's, I'm never going to be able to say that. Uh, pending home sales. This is just pending home sales. Fell more than expected, unfortunately, in December, according to the National Association of Realtors. Month over month, we saw the index fall to 117.7. That's down 3.8% from November. And the index was down 6.9% when compared to December 2020. Economists had projected a much smaller drop. They thought it was only going to fall about 0.2%. Now, this is not dissimilar to what we saw with existing home sales, which was either this week or last week, somewhere around there, where they thought it was going to be a much smaller drop, and the drop was actually much bigger. And so a lot of this has to do with what? Inventory. There's no inventory out there for people to buy these homes. The demand is there. Trust me. The demand is there. That's someone that works in the mortgage industry. The demand is there. It's the inventory that is the issue. And we saw that with spending on residential construction. That should be through the roof. And it's not because the supply chain issues. Lawrence Young, the chief economist at the National Association of Realtors, noted this decline was a supply issue, but demand could be impacted going forward because rising rates. Pending home sales faded toward the end of 2021 as a diminished housing supply offered consumers very few options. Mortgage rates have climbed steadily the last several weeks, which unfortunately will ultimately push aside marginal buyers. I mean, rates go up, home prices don't go down. You're going to push some people out who may be kind of right there on the border of being able to afford a home. That's just the reality of the situation. Now, here's some good news for us here in the South. Despite a 1.8% month-over-month decline, the South continues to just destroy all the other regions. Uh, They had a pending home sales index of 145.2. The next closest was the the Midwest. They were at 112 after a 3.7% decline, followed by the Northeast, who was at 98.2. They fell 1.2% for the month. And the West... They fell by double digits, 10%. They now have a index of 95. So I mentioned the existing home sales, but we saw earlier this week, I think I mentioned this, uh, Zonda reported that new home pending sales. Yeah, remember I did because I couldn't say new home pending sales. 
saw a 4% decline in December. So once again, this is a supply issue. Yun forecast that housing starts will rise to 1.65 million units in 2022 and that home prices will increase for the year at around 5.1%. So once again, optimism looking at 2022. Now, speaking of rates, they mentioned rates and what rates could do. Yesterday, we got some data from the Mortgage Bankers Association that showed that interest rates had jumped eight basis points to 3.7%. That is now 75 basis points higher than a year ago. So 3.7. But the real question, what happened with Freddie Mac? Because remember, Freddie Mac is like the gold standard. Their weekly survey gets, gets a lot more attention than the Mortgage Bankers Association. So what did Freddie Mac have to say? Well, despite a volatile week in equity markets, as we've covered here on the podcast, not a lot of movement with mortgage rates. Kind of surprised me. I'm not going to lie. The 30-year fixed average rate saw a one basis point drop. Yeah, a drop for the week to 3.55%. Now that's still... 82 basis points higher. (laughs) So even though they actually fell, they are still higher year over year than what we saw from the Mortgage Bankers Association, who's only up like 75 basis points. Freddie Mac's up 82. Uh, The 15-year fixed average rate saw a one basis point increase to 2.8%, and the 15-year fixed is now 60 basis points up from the same time one year ago. Sam Cater, chief economist at Freddie Mac, noted that rising rates have yet to impact the demand side of the housing market. Recent rate increases have yet to significantly impact purchase demand as history demonstrates. Potential home buyers who are on the fence will often enter the market at the start of rate increase cycles. And yeah, I mean, we're definitely seeing that. People are worried. You know, we had the big Fed meeting this week. Everyone knows that the federal funds rate will be rising. Interest rates will be rising. Yields are already rising. And so people, even though rates have already jumped up a good amount, people are like, I want to lock in now versus waiting a month, two months, three months, whatever it may be. And can't say I fault them for thinking that because it's hard to really know what's going to happen with rates. I mean, we know what the projections are. We know what the forecasts are, but it's really kind of hard to know. And so you can't blame people for saying, hey, I want to get in, especially because let's say we don't see a lot of movement in rates. Everyone's still calling for home prices to go up. So even if you do possibly get a better rate, if that home price jumps, five, 10%, you still may be on the losing end, unfortunately, with regards to the math of the whole situation. So I see what people are jumping on or trying to get that house. So I can tell you, once again, the demand is there. We just need the inventory. We need the inventory and it's not there, unfortunately. Hopefully it'll be there soon enough. All right, uh, today, 8.30, we got PCE coming out. Now we already kind of have an idea of what it's gonna look like because of the GDP numbers that we just got. But here are the projections. We don't have any projections for overall PCE, but course PCE is expected to jump 0.5% for the month, which would be 4.8% year over year. Remember, that's core PCE. That's not food and energy. So, I mean, who knows what overall 
prices are going to be. Uh, last month, they were at 5.9%, so maybe 6 a little bit above 6 We will see. And PCE is important because that is the Fed's favorite measure when it comes to inflation. You know, we talk about CPI, but they don't like CPI. They like PCE. So if we see a big jump tomorrow, yeah, that rate hike is going to be almost definite. (laughs) Then the only question will be, will it be a quarter or half a point? That will be the big discussion. All right, we got to go. You guys enjoy your Friday. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday morning. Oh, and don't forget, I sent the email out today. So if you're not on the list, you missed out. But I will start broadcasting live and adding a video components on Tuesday of next week. So my goal is for 7 p.m. That's the goal when I'm going to try and go live. We'll see how that works. You know, I do have a job, uh, a day job. And so (laughs) sometimes I'm at work longer than I want to be. And I do want to make, you know, listen, as Rush Limbaugh used to say, life is show prep. So I get that throughout my job, I'm doing show prep, but I want to also be prepared with the data that I always have for every podcast. So I got to make sure I'm ready with that. So I'm shooting for seven o'clock. That's the goal. That will always be the goal at right around seven. So we'll see what actually ends up happening. But I will talk to you on Monday and then possibly talk to you live on Tuesday. If you want to watch. I'll be on Facebook. Of course, all of this info at the website marketsandmortgages.com. But now we got to go. You guys enjoy your Friday. Enjoy the weekend. Talk to you on Monday. And as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait. 